0: This is Other Voices. We're listening to varied views from local people who might otherwise not be heard. I'm Melissa Hale Spencer, editor of the Altamont Enterprise, which focuses on Albany County, New York. I'm talking to Rebecca Platel. She is looking at similarities rather than differences as she studies rural-urban connections. She says about half of Albany County is urban and about half is rural. Growing up in Rensselaerville, she had two distinct experiences. Although the Helderberg Hilltown is rural, it is influenced by people from New York City who live in the historic community, she said. It's not making us the same, Platel says, of her pioneering work. We could be better connected. She emailed me, I think it was late October, after a story, an editorial about Wanda Willingham heading a task force for the Albany County Legislature that was looking at the effects of the pandemic on Albany County and considering both the urban and rural areas, and that is right in Rebecca's wheelhouse. You are a writer as well, and you write a very um, straightforward um blog about the kinds of uh, questions you've considered and progress you've made and that is on the website for um, the Cary Institute. So just kind of start if you can at the beginning and walk us through what what you've done. Sure
1: so and I should kind of clarify I guess so, so the 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 theme of this project was looking at um, linkages and connections between rural and urban communities, and trying to understand that idea, the concept as both like a, a process or a practice that we can, you know, we can do, and also an outcome of of other types of work. Um, and so, in like the thesis is like if rural and urban communities, you know can collaborate and work together, that um, that's a good thing. it's a good thing for rural communities. It's a good thing for urban communities. And it's a good thing for the region. Um, and there's there's a fair amount of research, um, you know, uh, on that idea, more in like the international development arena. Um, and so I've kind of latched onto that as something like, oh, well, you know, Albany County is is very rural and very urban Um, We're, you know, the the capital region is pretty rural and pretty urban. I guess maybe most New York state regions are like that. I don't know. Um, So, but the idea was to take that concept and try to bring it, um, you know, down to, you know, our own kind of local um, context and see if it, if it like provided some useful insight, some new ways of understanding economic development, um, and, and how, how the county can, you know, take advantage of these, these two different, um, areas. So that, that just, for some background. So that's what this project is about. So just and to so interrupt so you
0: before you launch in, I one of the things I was struck with is you wrote, and I think this is true, you wrote how we're often siloed. We often tend to think of how we're different a urban, an urban area from a rural area, rather than how we're the same. And I just find that a wonderful idea <laughs> for life in general these days with such a polarized society. Yeah. So so um, before you launch into what I already asked you, sorry to get you on this other track, but where where did that philosophy come from? How did you hatch that one?
1: Well, so it, it's, you know, I wouldn't say it's my own. I think um, my interest in this idea came really from like living in Rensselaerville growing up here and, and having like pretty distinct experiences in both you know rural community but also having a um like a, a distinct urban influence from people from new york city um you know living here and 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 then also um studying urban planning at suny albany and sort of recognizing like oh these all these like concepts i'm learning about are very much in the context of cities and urban places and and like but what does that mean for my community which is you know I think it's arguable to sort of it, to it's you can question whether or not there are any really truly rural areas <laughs> anymore. But you know, for by and large, we it's like you know the hill towns are rural, um, and so I was always trying to like translate like what does that you know what does this urban planning concept mean for a rural community? How how could I make it work here? Um, and I don't know if I ever really like arrived at anything that was that made sense, or it was just like a continual sort of frustration. Um, so that like i think that's sort of initially where i i kind of latched on to the rural urban linkages concept and then as i did more research on it um found these other organizations who who were doing um you know sort of like peer reviewed research and and um uh yeah so um and that idea of like you know we we are we're we often talk about how we're divided and we, we overlook how we're connected that i think actually there's um an organization called the international institute for environment and development and they have a whole I, I like keep track of all these things they have a whole section on their website that just really looks at like you know how do you bring this con this concept of rural urban linkages into you know into the development process and and um And not focusing just on, oh, we need this program just for rural communities, just for rural economies, and we need this program just for urban economies, um, but like just looking at the interconnectivity between the two. Um, And, you know, something that's like we are, like, when we talk about our differences, often it's from a place of pride, like, oh, you know, the hill towns are rural and agricultural and, you know, we have outdoor recreational amenities. And the city is, you know, cosmopolitan and has, you know, cultural and arts and, um, you know, social opportunities. And and it's sort of like the differences can be, they're not bad necessarily. I think, you know, recently with like the the political divide, I think that's, you know, an entirely different topic. But ultimately it's like, it's not about like making us the same. It's like just understanding that we are you know, we are connected and or we could be better connected um, in in a number of ways. And it's like the institutions that serve us could maybe think differently about, you know, how they serve us, I guess.
0: That no, makes that makes sense. perfect <laughs> that makes sense. And Rensselaerville seems, I don't know if it's unique, but it's certainly um, different than many other places in that it does have those two cultures coming together. I don't know if they clash. I don't live there. But, you know, it does have those um, very rural roots. And as you said, sense of pride in uh, being agricultural. And um, it also has a, a summer population of very sophisticated people who are equally enamored of the historic village and and that way of life and Mm then you know they they come together in a way I think in a lot of uh small towns um that just doesn't happen so when you grew up did you feel like you were a part of two separate worlds what what was that experience like
1: um I don't know if I I felt that I was a part of two separate worlds necessarily more than just like an awareness that there's this other world <laughs> that there's another world out there. Um, mm-hmm. And I think maybe more so when I was older and understanding, learning about kind of like the power of um, social capital and how, you know, for example, like having, connections to people in New York City helped me when I was in grad school um and like you know just seeing how different social connections create you know pathways and opportunities for you and maybe you know open up ideas that you might not have considered um otherwise or um yeah so I guess
0: you know yeah. Stuff. So I've gotten you way off the track you were going to tell us and this is the important heart of of the podcast you were going to tell us about the work as as it unfolded on this grant. Um so what what was the process that you went through?
1: Sure. So and I, you know I will just say that I think what we were just talking about is um uh, that sort of the the non um Kind of technical aspects of this are, are what really interests me about it. So it's some, mm-hmm. definitely something. Um, yeah, happy, happy to kind of kind of lay that out there. So, but anyways, in terms of the the process, so uh, you know, there. Um, this in, initially, I had kind of framed this as a needs assessment, and so I was going to look at like where is there a need or an opportunity to strengthen rural urban linkages between the hill towns and you know, the city of Albany or, or any other kind of nearby urban centers. Um, and I approached it as a needs assessment and it kind of quickly learned that it wasn't, it just wasn't specific enough. There wasn't enough information to really answer that question, I guess, in a way that like a needs assessment is supposed to do. Um, and so I kind of, um, I guess kind of backed up a little bit and, um, just sort of asked, like, you know, I wanted to end up with some general, some, some ideas for recommendations or action items, your next steps that, that were actually, that, you know, people that were actionable and, and practical and realistic and not, you know, we need, you know, I don't want, I not want to like produce a plan that, that just laid out more kind of um, unachievable <laughs> outcomes, I guess. Um, so, yeah, so I just sort of, started thinking about like where and how can I learn about rural urban linkages in Albany County? It's like what sources of information are going to tell me or provide some insight onto like into actual linkages, like, um, you know, people driving from, from Russellville and the Hill towns into Albany, like where can I find data that will prove that that's true? Um, and then also just more general review of, you know, planning documents, um, and um and, and economic development agendas for example and, and how do they kind of characterize or or treat rural communities um is it inclusive and or is it is it you know non-existent um and so I just reviewed I kind of came up with a list of categories and then found as much information as I could, you know, about those, you know, or examples of of like documents and plans and, and data within those categories, and just searched and, and read and, and tried to come up with like a, a general idea of, um, you know, how well rural communities are included or connected to this narrative. Um, so that was like the first step, um, doing that that review, um, and then and then we uh, then I. I wanted to do some interviews with people just to sort of learn what what other people thought about this idea of rural urban linkages. Um, and, you know, basic like first reaction, like when you hear that word, what comes to mind? Um, and then just some other questions around around that sim- similar like line of, you know, what what do you perceive to be a s- strong connection? What do you perceive to be the weak connection? Um, and so we, I interviewed about 25 people, I think, um, and came away with some really interesting findings. Um, I thought, uh, that, that sort of, yeah, it was interesting to kind of see how, you know, what people's perceptions were versus what kind of the documents and, and kind of this so-called evidence was saying. Um, so there were some interesting findings there,
0: um. And then tell us about some of those, oh, go ahead, sorry, the last well, step
1: <laughs> yeah, also well, so the last step was just trying to like take all of this information and and like make sense of it and present it in a way that was you know I guess defensible and justified like what what can I actually say about this topic now that I've you know given what I've done and what I've found um and so yeah, so so one one interesting thing with doing the review of of the resources and the documents was like you know there is no way to compare say for example you know what is the strongest connection between the hill towns and the city of albany i mean i guess i would probably say that's like employment you know there's but but you can't necessarily given what's available in terms of data and information, you can't really go through and say, oh, this is a strong linkage, this is a weak linkage. Um, we can perceive those, but it's like, it isn't necessarily backed up by data or, or like a, a policy narrative. Um, it's more like, what do we know a lot about? And what do we not know a lot about? Um, that was like the only thing I could really come up with. <laughs> that, was, that was like a fair, a fair way to organize things.
0: Um. Yeah, well, uh, reading your blog, I feel like you're a pioneer. I mean, you're doing this groundbreaking work where you write, you know, there are no data sources or baseline indicators, and you're kind of feeling your way. And you write that you're looking for something that's both able to be replicated as well as accessible. It's just a huge a huge undertaking on a $10,000 grant with just one person in the center of it. Uh, yet, you seem to have risen to the occasion and not gotten overwhelmed. I'm uh, impressed. Yeah. But if if we could just go back um, to you mentioned interviewing mm-hmm. these couple of dozen of local people. And I know in your blog, you just displayed their answers in an interesting way. I don't know what you call those sort of word pictures. What are they called? Where you have Some, a, a word cloud, yeah. Yeah, where you it looks to me like the things that they said most often are in big type or big print <laughs> and then the things that they thought less of are in smaller print and you ask them all the same question um You know, each of, was it five questions? Yeah. And so, for instance, something like, what types or elements of rural-urban linkage do you relate to the most? And the huge writing is human environment. And then there are little Mm -hmm. tiny things uh, like physical infrastructure. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Things so tiny you can hardly read them. And just tell us a little about, if you can, the people that you interviewed and how they responded to these questions, and how you came up with that kind of uh-huh. visual way of, of displaying their answers.
1: Sure. So, so I did a few test interviews first to see how, like, if the questions made sense, if people like felt compelled, if they could think of answers, because it isn't like an everyday, you know. I think maybe we experience the benefits or inadequacies of our rural urban connectivity daily but it isn't necessarily something we talk about so um so I initially like for example that question um uh, regarding like what aspect or element do you relate to the most or think about the most that came out of um a, a question I was like trying to ask people to I had a list of Of like, I don't know, 10 or so kind of general categories or themes where rural urban linkages can exist, like environment and the uh, economy and cultural um, infrastructure, et cetera. And it was like overwhelming. It was just like, you know, how can somebody look at that list and like, where does, how do they focus in on one topic? That was like the feedback. It was like, this is, this is too overwhelming. You need to simplify it. And so I kind of got into, a a thought process of like, well, what are the fundamental elements of any linkage? Um, And that's sort of, it's like you can have linkages that exist in the human environment, or you can have linkages that exist in the natural environment. And then every linkage needs some kind of, you know, uh, infrastructure that supports it. Um, it needs some user, some a person or a thing that's using it. And then there's some sort of value or or good that's traded or created. And this, like, I don't even know if that ultimately, like, makes sense or is legitimate, but <laughs> it was just kind of like a way to, to reframe that question. Um, and, and by and large, people were like, oh, yeah, well, like, you know, he, I think mostly about the human context, like my own experience. Um, and some people thought more about, depending on, in some cases, like their professional background is maybe in planning or natural resource management. And so they were more kind of oriented towards, you know, the, the natural infrastructure. Um, so it was just like a way to get people to start to think about things um, that maybe they wouldn't have thought about um, before. Um, that that was kind of the the intention behind that question. And then the word cloud idea, I, I mean, I, you know, when I went through these, the results, quote unquote results of the interviews, um, I wanted to, I had to sort of, not everybody used like the same language. So I had to do some sort of like, you know, um, I guess organizing and, and making assumptions about what people meant. So there, this isn't necessarily, um, you know, uh, what's the word? like?
0: Exact quotes uh, of their words. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah it's, just, it's your interpretation.
1: Like, yeah, so I had to, had to kind of like, you know, group things together and then come up with sort of one or two words to describe that, those groups. And it just seemed like the word clouds really helped display, like, in some cases there were a lot of different answers Um in other cases there were fewer answers, um, you know, and, and this is what Sort of rose to the top as the, the generally the most, um, you know, the the most uh, frequent responses.
0: Yeah, it leaps right out at you if you're someone you know <laughs> that doesn't want to page through, you know, pages and pages of text. You can see, you can kind of grasp mm-hmm. it visually. So, w- what happens from here? What happens? Next, I'm assuming the grant has run its course, but are there steps yes. that you're going to take because of the research you've done and the things that you've learned?
1: Yeah, so we, we did a roundtable discussion last week um, with some, some people from uh, the, the, I would say, I, generally speaking, kind of the planning and development um, sector within the capital region, just to share the results and get feedback. Um, that was supposed to be an in-person meeting, but obviously it's not possible. So I think um, next step is to try to connect some of the town board and other people doing um, work locally within kind of community and economic development with some of these, you know, urban and regional resources. Um, and yeah, so then the grant is is closed out after that, Um, and then, yeah, I don't, it's, it's, um, because we are, (laughs) because of COVID, we're sort of limited by what we can, what we can do at the Institute, Um, but I think one area that, you know, we, I will continue, um, just, I think, I'm still sort of not done, I think looking at the project and what I found and trying to make sense of it in in other ways. Sometimes I like, you know, the quote unquote findings, like is that really is that true? I don't I'm I'm still sort of like assessing my own uh my own um findings. Um so I, I'm gonna spend some more time kind of trying to understand that and, and identify ways that the project could have been done better, um and just getting feedback from, from other people. Um who, who might have some, um, insight for me. And, um, and then I think there's some topics that just, even just like, you know, writing about them and sharing them and, and, and engaging more people, um, as sort of a, a thing that doesn't require, um, you know, getting people together, um, or, you know, a lot of kind of, I don't know, project development or anything like that, just,
0: um, continuing to write some content on them. Well, yeah, um, it seems to be your life's work. I mean, you are so (laughs) passionate about it, and I imagine you will be doing other things. And the Institute, before its current incarnation with Carrie, you know, had the whole self-help approach that was used you know, it put out a guide mm-hmm. that people used all over um, doing kind of on-the-ground projects. And I just wonder, we're almost out of time, but if you could end this podcast with just some thoughts about what you do in the rest of your job at the Institute, I know a picture I looked up of you, you're sampling cider because you helped demonstrate a press, uh, you know, with apples. And I know you're involved in many other kinds of hands-on practical projects so that well, you're somebody that is also intellectual and thinking in a very deep, and research-oriented ways about these questions. You're also somebody, I think, that has uh, a sense of the practical application um, of some of these ideas. If you could just kind of fill us in on the rest of your life, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> sure. the, the parts that aren't about the grant specifically.
1: Yeah, so, um, so my work at Carrie has largely been focused on the craft beverage sector. Um, We started a kind of a a small scale farm brewery on campus a few years ago. um, And that that sort of functioned as a a taproom and brewery open to the public. But we would also host um, people who wanted to learn how to make beer and who wanted to start their own brewery. Um, And we actually, one of the projects I've been working on over the past, year and a half and currently is a, um, a USDA funded project, um, providing technical assistance to rural breweries across New York state. So there's, um, you know, we're familiar with the craft beverage boom across New York state. And a lot of these breweries have started in very rural communities. And so the goal was to try to support them and, and, you know, give them, um, the, the, assistance they need to continue to grow. And of course, this <laughs> things changed quite a bit in March. And so the project took on some, you know, it's changed quite a bit. Um, but so that's what I'm working on um, otherwise at the moment. Um, and yeah. Um, and before that, um, the, I kind of I, I forgot, <laughs> what, what, what was I doing? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think a lot of my work has been kind of project-based, but it, it's, it kind of always comes back to this question of, you know, the future of rural communities and what can we do to, you know, help them remain viable and find a role in kind of as the, the future of the world unfolds.